Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 180. And, uh, wait. Wait. Yep. Oh, shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dawn. I'm a more breaker. Break a plan into war. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 180 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Mugga J. Putty, joined by Hollywood himself, Mark Schwann. Mark, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, Putty. Are you? Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Well, you were there with me, BWF 100. Yeah, we're not talking about that. When we put down TJ Marconi for good. You're a scumbag. Maybe I'm a scumbag. You're a scumbag. I don't want to talk about that. Well, because I I didn't inform you in our plan beforehand. There's a I made you believe that we were going to actually put up the championship on the line against TJ Marconi, that scumbag who interfered with Eric Jaden at BCW. There's a difference between saying, oh, man, I, I hate you so much. I'm going to fucking kill you. That's what TJ Marconi did. And then actually he, put somebody in the hospital and break their fucking neck. Marconi threatened Eric Jaden. So, so you, just, why you, you not, thought it was okay. Why not take him out you first? You thought before? it was okay to put this man in the hospital. He has a family. This is his career. This is his living. So would it be okay if TJ Marconi... He killed was, Eric Jaden? He wasn't going to. He's a professional. Mm, I don't believe that first second. We don't know him like I do. Well, you know, maybe that's the case. But you know what? We took those threats very seriously. Yes, and guys. it Disgu- is what it is. Lost a lot of respect for you guys. Well. That's disgusting. Sorry, not sorry. We did what we had to do. Damage is done. Happy that you came off your high while your Jets losing. Mm. Now, that goes to my question. My brother's a Jet fan. Do you rather lose, have a commanding lead? And lose it in the fourth quarter by one point, or would you rather get blown out like the Dolphins did by forty something points? <laughs> Which is more heartbreaking? Well, how, let me ask you that. How do you feel about the whole I, Baltimore killing? I've been on both sides of the thing, and I, my Dolphins have lost by one or two points, and they've been blown out. Obviously, oh, same here. And I, it just both are. I feel heart- like the Patriots haven't felt that before, but no. go ahead. <laughs> both are just heartbreaking in different ways. But which is more? I think losing by one point in the fourth quarter. Giving 17 unanswered points. I don't know, but there's something to be said about getting blown the fuck out and then having half the team demand a trade after the game. I yeah. think there's something to be said about that. Think, but then again, both your quarterbacks, they don't have mono. So yeah. I think it, for the, the fan, it's more heartbreaking lose by one point for the team-wise and morale. Getting blown out just sucks. Uh, yeah, getting blown out like that, it's just that's that's miserable. The, the one-point thing, I mean, Buffalo, honestly, I expected Buffalo to be us in general. Um, and things fell apart when C.J. Mosley got injured, when uh, Quinn Williams got injured, when they both left the game. Obviously, shit fell apart for the Jets. So, and uh, you know their offense didn't look that great either. But then again, Buffalo also has a very good defense, which people don't really talk about for whatever reason. But Buffalo has a really good defense. And my aunt, who's in her fifties, just had mono. Dangerous. Luckily, he's young, he's in shape, he's healthy, so he should be okay. But scary shit, man. It's fucking what twenty one, twenty two. That kid. I don't know. Hey, the season's over for the Jets. 
But again, this is Miami. The Patriots won the Super Bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, the Patriots. We talked about it last week. The Super Bowl champions. Then they got AB, even better. If he lasts the whole year. I don't know. But again, Mark, this is not a football podcast. No, it should be, right? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're damn good. Shot of Wrestling presents Football Talk with Mark and Putty. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. All fair. Yeah. Let's ask the fans. What do they think? How was the rest of your week? You met uh, Billy Bob Thornton? You're telling me that? That's freaking awesome. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. Billy Bob's the fucking man. I met him. Uh, I met him at a premiere for his uh, for new season for Goliath. Do you watch that show? No, I don't. It was actually weird. I, I went in there. I think this was their, their fourth season. I thought it was a brand new show, honestly. And it's like, fourth oh, season? It's a fourth season. I thought it just came out last year. No, I, it's been out for since 2016. It's funny you say that because Maggie Gyllenhaal was on a talk show mm-hmm. talking about the final season of The Deuce. Okay. I'm like, wow, that show is ending after two seasons? Four seasons, too. Yeah. I'm like, that long show's been on that long? Because <laughs> they push it so much in season one. It's a bomb because I haven't heard anything about it for season two or three. And boom, here we are, season four of the final. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, Billy Bob Thornton did an awesome job. Um, you know, it's crazy. You know, it's just like, man, this dude's just like, it's almost like he's just playing himself. He's not even trying. It's one of those. And then, yeah. like, afterwards, he was just like, yeah, it's a bad thing to say as an actor, but you know, honestly, I don't even try. I'm just being myself. <laughs> that's really fucking well, funny because that's what I was thinking. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, no, he was, he was a mad cool dude. Just really didn't give a fuck. At all, he's like he's just like fuck it mentalities and just down to earth and just really cool, genuine and real. Awesome, yeah. Is one of your favorite actors? Uh, he's someone I respect a lot. I want to say he's one of my favorite actors, but he's just uh, he's someone I respect a lot. Obviously, been in the industry for a long time. Who's your favorite actor? My favorite actor of all time is Daniel Day Lewis. I think a lot of actors would agree with me on that. That makes sense because the way he gets into it, the way he gets into it, just um, honestly, there's I've never seen anyone like him. He had people on the set of Lincoln call him Mr. President. Yeah. He really, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? I forgot the name of it. He gets really. He's, he's a method actor. Method, thank you. Yeah. 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 He's like. Are you like that? You're a method? I, I used to. Uh, when you, when I, you play I a cop, to... you get into the cop role? No, no, you no. Eat donuts no, no, no. and coffee all day? No, I, I'm, I'm more like, when I play a, a villain, I do I do have to like, do a little bit more work. Uh, now it's like, easier for me since I've played so many villains. Uh, but... Last Saturday at BWF. Dick. Easy, easy. Uh, but like you know, you no, uh, it's, it's just like you know, I did the whole method acting thing once, and honestly, dude, no joke, it was for a play, and uh, it took me a month, no joke, after the run was over to get back to being myself. That's why I hear about him too. It takes a long time to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like kind of frightening in a way. I, I lost who I was because I got so into the character. Oh, that's crazy. That happened with Heath Ledger, I believe, when the Joker. Uh, I, I the same thing. He took a while to get out of it too. He had um. He he had he had a case where he had um, what's it called? We we you can't go. To, uh, he, he was he had uh, developed insomnia. Excuse me, okay. I, I, was, I was struggling the words here. He developed insomnia because he locked himself into a hotel room for yeah, uh, for I heard a few yeah. weeks, just reading the, the comic books and trying to get into the character, perfect the camera uh, character. He just he uh, he he couldn't sleep. He developed insomnia from it. Wow. And then actually he took. Uh, he was described, uh, prescribed medication for it, and then for like a next shoot that he did, um, I forgot it was the next movie. He didn't yeah, finish. Didn't finish. Yeah, I know that you're talking about. I forgot the name of it. It's a weird movie. The weird movie that he died in the middle of because like he developed finished for him. He developed pneumonia. Wow. From that, and he had to take medication along with the uh, the sleeping pills, and he died because it was a lethal dose. Wow. Yeah. Fucking wild. So in a sense, like the Joker actually fucking killed him. Well, let's take a turn. 
let's try to get back on track. This is not a Hollywood acting podcast. <laughs> We're over two mark. Let's start. Let's get going. Hey, you you want to ask how things were, man? I mean, shit. I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> I'm sorry. You asked about my, my week. Thank you for asking. So the day that I told you about, I don't care. <laughs> well, my mother does. Ma. The day, low, fuck. The date I went on last week, I went on another one. The same girl. It's weird. Okay. Okay. Right. What's on, up? I've been on a second date in like months. All right. And? Nice time. Rooftop in the city. Uh, she wanted to still hang out some more. Which rooftop? I'll tell you off there. Okay. So we're sitting by the bar near Penn Station. Okay. Outs- I'm sorry. Outside at Madison Square Garden. Okay. Penzi it's called. Oh, was, it was this during? Um... Smackdown. Watch all these guys come out of Smackdown. Ah. ah. Was it been killing you? Did she know you're a wrestling fan? Yeah. Okay. Watching these uh, guys pour out of MSG. I think I saw BWF senior official Stephen Alphonse. Okay. Oh, okay. I, he didn't see me though, so what? Uh, but as people are filing out, we're talking, having a couple drinks. I see a bright, shiny gold reflection in my periphery. Mm-hmm. Look up. Who do I see? My night just got too good because of. Walking oh, out of MSG. Oh, my God. So, uh, thank you to Bicuzzo for making that night too good. Preach. Did he see you? Yeah, we, he said. We locked eyes, pointed at each other, and he came over, talked for a minute, introduced my companion, and uh, we had a good time. It was, uh, he got free tickets from work. He, was, he had a good time. Oh, that's so, dope. So good for Bicuzzo enjoying. He had shitty seats. But they upgraded him. Because mm-hmm. so, he's by himself. So, good job to Bicuzzo, Preach. Preach, preach. Yeah, so small world. You got to be nice to everybody where you go. Are we going to see a third date? Well, we'll talk about it off air. Okay, this is not a dating podcast. This is a wrestling podcast. A lot of stuff happening. Ready to get into some news? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about wrestling. That's what yeah, we're here that's for, what we're here right? For, right? That's, that's what, what you guys want to hear, right? You want to talk about wrestling, or you want to hear more about us? So whoever's still listening, get ready to get into some news. It's time for. Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, Marcus, are you getting some news? Let's get into the news. Take it away, Shane. Shane. Oh, sorry, dude. I, I was just thinking about Shane Fair. Oh, yeah. Preach. The voice. The voice. Shadow Wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Well, the big news story this week, WWE is scheduled to make significant changes to the announced team. I haven't gotten a phone call yet. Have you? No, I'm waiting, actually. Because I'm waiting, too. Because, like, come on. We're awesome. I know, right? Should, should I get Bob on this? Like, yeah, please. Come on, man. They want to make the brand uh, commentary teams more exclusive going forward. You know, like going forward in October, they want to make more exclusive brand. They're also thinking about making a two-man booth re- returning. How do you feel about that? There were two-man booth, and we do a great job. Yeah. Um, I've done three-man booths with Green Man and Doc. We've done Doc Holloway, too, and three-man booth kind of is good. It just, the pacing is weird. The pacing is weird. Well, for us... For us, because we, we're inexperienced. Yeah, for us, like, you know, we, we, the commentary thing was newer to us at that time. Still is newer to us, and you know, we're still trying to find our flow. You know, right away they threw a third man in there, so that's why it messed things up a little bit, in my opinion. But going back to your question at hand, though, going back to the two man booth, I think is great. I think it, honestly, it's always been at its best when it's two men um, or two people, I should say. Yeah, three people occasionally would be great, but through a whole show, I, I don't know. Like Renee Young, for example, not to bash her, I think she, she's doing. Well, the job that she has right now. She's doing a good job, yeah. I think she's getting a lot of hate. But the three-man booth, especially when People love that, the hate, though, so who cares? Renee Young is an excellent host. Yeah. But, you know, she doesn't even say, like, she's inexperienced as a commentator. But so are we. It takes time. 
Right, it takes time, but you know, especially when you're newer and you're at that stage and it's a three-man booth, that person with the inexperience is going to get lost in there. Of course, she's going to go, oh, but wow. She's, she's getting better. Yeah, yeah she's, she's getting, getting better. better. But at, at the point, like that's all you really have to offer. You know, it gets it gets lost. A third man, a, the weaker link in the three-man booth will get lost. 11 years ago is when that brand draft happened and Michael Cole replaced Jim Ross on Raw. Yeah. Can you believe it was 11 years ago? It just seems... Not- wow, it doesn't seem that long ago. Wow. However, now they're thinking Michael Cole's going to go back to SmackDown, which makes sense. Which would be great. You know, he he was the voice of SmackDown. Replacing Cole would be Vic Joseph. I don't know how I feel about that. He's been at NXT and 205 Live. He filled in for Corey Graves a couple weeks ago when he was on vacation. And I did a good job. I, I, think- I didn't really like it because like I feel like Vic Joseph would probably be a better play-by-play. They had him more so as color. Which I, didn't. I think he filled that role great. I don't know how he's going to do his play-by-play. I feel like he might be better. But Ross, the flagship, you have these Vic Joseph being the, the voice of the flagship show. Which is shocking. Yeah. yeah. That's that's big. So I don't know. I, 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 I would understand maybe if like Morrow did it. He's on NXT, though. He's NXT. Now NXT is going primetime. Yeah. So they can't do that. Russell votes on Twitter. As of this week, the plans are for Corey Graves to go to SmackDown. Along with Michael Cole. Yeah. I've heard rumors about that. Being a two-man show booth. Mm-hmm. But then we talked about last week, Renee Young going to SmackDown. So, so we so, keep her as a host for... They probably keep her interview backstage and have her... That's a demotion. The host on uh, was the FS1... The FS1 show. Yeah. So we're, we're not sure yet if SmackDown is going to have a two-man booth or a three-man booth. But then what happens with, with Raw? Was it? Is it Byron Saxon and Vic Joseph? I don't know. I hope Byron Saxon doesn't, doesn't lose his job. But I need to bring back David Otonga. I've been saying this. Weekend... We got on the show. I'm a big David Otunga Mark. He was getting better and better and better on SmackDown. Then he got traded to Raw. He had to shoot a movie, and then they never gave him a shot. You watch the pre-shows. David Otunga is awesome. Give David Otunga a shot. You won't be disappointed. Whatever branch is on. I never knew how how big of a fan you were of David Otunga. This is news to me. No, this is before your time, I guess, right? But yeah, I'm a big David Otunga Mark. Wow. So you're getting better and better. Like we are on commentary. You're getting better and better. Then they just gave him he's replaced by Booker T on Raw. Can I be real? Yeah. I forgot that he was still employed by WWE. Oh, you watch the pre-shows? No. Oh, no one does. <laughs> I don't have time for that. But uh, I'm still waiting for dial up 619-343-0005. Take me and Mark doing NXT. It would be fantastic. I'm game, dude. Let's do it. Move Morrow to Raw. Me and you do NXT? Yeah, I can take that on. Please. Dial Please. up. What does NXT stand for again? I'm kidding. <laughs> you know the news? Both our original picks for King of the Ring was Drew McIntyre. Injured. Injured. We don't know why, though. Uh, he had some sort of surgery, actually. Yeah, but he's not. It's not because of. Apparently, it was like a lingering injury. Yeah, it's and not it, because of a bone issue. It's not muscle related. And on top of that, he was sick. He's been sick for the past couple of weeks, so yeah. we're not sure what that means. Does he have mono like uh, your boy, the quarterback over there? Mono's is a very sensitive issue right now. Okay. <laughs> they do think he'll be back in time for WrestleMania 36. That's a long gap, though. That is a long gap. So well, no, no. They say he's, he'll be back in time for the build for it. They want to. Oh, okay. build, they want to. Uh, so around January. They do have big plans for him. They have to. You have to listen. That dude, Drew McIntyre. He's still, he's still on the younger side. He's still like I would say in his prime, in his career. Great look. Great. He was your ability. one to watch in 2019. How's he doing? Well, now his 2019 is done. How do you think he did in 2019? Disappointing. Right. Disappointing. Yeah. I think didn't I, even win a single championship. Shane Man's lackey for the last several months. Like, I, I really thought that he would at least, you know, have an intercontinental title. 
or United States Championship. Not even a title, right? Or maybe even a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't know. But, like, it, it is shocking that... Um, now, I don't want to say stale for 2019 because it, whenever I watch him, like, I stop what I'm doing. I need to watch this dude. Because Bert Hart came out this. He's big on Drew McIntyre. A lot of people are big on Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. That sucked. I'm sorry. What were you trying to do there? Uh, Drew McIntyre. We can stop that right now. You do it. I, I know I can't do it, so I'm not going to do it. Mm, but you're an actor. You can do anything. We know our limitations, buddy. I'm casting you as a Scottish guy right now. I would say you need to open up your eyes and look at me and say, I'm not Scottish. <laughs> I don't see color, so I don't know. Okay. I could recommend you some Scottish people. Drew <laughs> McIntyre. Better. That's much better. That was better. That was, that was, that was better. better. <laughs> I'll give you that. That was better. But yeah, so uh, quick recovery to Drew McIntyre. Yes. Surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. Oh, that would be cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. In other news, were you here when I said my farewell to Impact? I think you were, right? I think I was. I can't really remember. Big Impact fan. I used to shit on Impact, then I finally gave it a chance. Impact's been home on the Pursuit channel, which nobody has, live streamed on Twitch Friday nights, which when we do our show, so we don't watch. Right. Well, they announced this week they entered into an agreement to broadcast Impact nationally here in the United States on Access TV. We talked about it a couple months ago. That was a rumor. Talks fell through. But it helps when your parent company, Anthem Sports, buys Access TV. Just a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Impact will begin airing weekly on Access TV following Bound for Glory in October 20th. But you have like a, like a gleam in your eye I haven't seen in a while. That's what Green Man tells me when I talk about Impact back in the day. He's like... <laughs> You like just talk about Raw and SmackDown, but when you talk about Impact, you get really excited. You and I'm really, really excited. Do. Lucky I'm sitting down. Wow, I've been, I haven't seen you smile like ever. Last week, talking about XFL, maybe. No, okay. This is this is different. Impact really means a lot to you. It does. Soft spot in my heart. I can tell. The show will continue to simulcast on their Twitch channel, which is cool because they don't air commercials on Twitch. They go live to like Josh Matthews, Los Santos. I've actually never watched anything on Twitch before. Neither did I until I watched one episode of Impact, and it was pretty cool. Cool. No, it's big for Impact, though. This is a big year for wrestling. Huge. Like, I, I can't remember another time when it was just, like, so big. Talk about last week. I said Impact hopefully will land on a national TV sh- network, and they did. And now, isn't it true? Like, aren't they looking to buy Ring of Honor, too? That's a rumor. I haven't heard that confirmed yet, so I'll keep you updated on that. I don't, That's something to keep an eye on I don't there. see that's going to happen. There's truth to every rumor. There... There might be something to that. Makes sense because Access TV airs Women of Wrestling, New Japan Wrestling. So when the story came out a couple months ago, it made sense to have Impact. They have not announced yet if Impact will remain on Fridays. Oh, yeah. Which I'm not sure how it, where else would they go. With Raw, with SmackDown being from 8 to 10, Impact from 10 to 12. That would be a good fit. That's a lot of wrestling for Friday night. But if, How are we going to do this for watching SmackDown the same time we do our show? That's how we changed Cheers and Heels to TV Takedown. <laughs> but Impact used to be from 8 to 10. Ratings were better. If you wanted Pop TV, you wanted to get, kind of get rid of them. They'd bump them up to 10 to 12. But Women are Wrestling, I think, New Japan, and now we're on Saturdays, which opens. It's Friday for Access TV, but with SmackDown there, we don't know. I think, what's the next TV open? Tuesdays? Thursdays? I guess Tuesdays open now? Thursdays too, right? No, wait. Because Impact AEW's was on AEW is going to be on Wednesday. NXT Wednesdays. SmackDown on Fridays. Impact was on Thursdays. Maybe they go back to Thursday. That would be a good fit. But you don't watch Impact, right? We talked about this 
Well, maybe now I'm going to. Well, no, I guess now I can't. No, if they stay on Friday. Yes. <laughs> Impact was refreshing. It was change. It was different. That's why you tell me I shouldn't AEW. I'm not shitting on AEW. I'm not buying into the hype yet. Well, I didn't necessarily know that you used to shit on Impact. So I found that time. It was, it, Impact was a joke. So maybe. Maybe AEW win you over just yeah, like Impact. Exactly. I'm not shitting on AEW. Just don't buy oh, you've been them. shitting on AEW. Sometimes. But I'm not buying into the hype. You've been so, shitting on them quite a bit. Not not quite a bit. That's, 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 I don't know what the I'm looking for is. But. I hope yeah. Cody's listening to this. <laughs> Cody, I'm on your side. Cody, I'm on your side too. I'm a free agent. No, you're not. I'm a free agent. You, 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 Entice you, me. Cody, he's me using in. you. He's using you. Reel me in. Okay? <laughs> like Impact did with great in-ring content. I hope Cody leaves like a voicemail. Dialed up six four nine three four three three zero zero five. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. Something I'm really interested about is something we talked about for months on end. It's been officially confirmed this week. George Barros, W president, officially announced a new tiered system for the network. Oh, it's it's announced now. Yeah, the tiers will be as followed. Free. This will offer the same free to watch videos you find on W.com and YouTube. It will also offer sometime previews of paid content on the network. Sometimes. Number two is regular, the standard network experience, including free content, pay-per-views, on-demand streaming, original programming, which is what everybody has now. Right. And this is premium. Okay. They have not announced the price of premium yet. I was going to – that's my first question I would ask. My first price. question as well. Oh, what do you get for the premium? George said, and I quote, we think there's also an opportunity to super serve our most passionate network subscribers with a premium tier that will bring together more content for them, more features – also, integrating some of our non-video services like commerce, maybe some free shipping. What? What are we talking about here? So, are you th- turning? Are you turning to Amazon Prime for wrestling? That's fans? what it sounds like. Like, what, what does this mean? I'm gonna have Alexa Bliss on my door. Like, oh uh, yes, please. What's going on here? But don't you want her on your door? You're married now. You can't answer that question. I understand, but <laughs> this, wink. This there is, it is. This okay. is a trap. This is a trap. But they also announced that they will offer offline downloads of TV shows and pay-per-views. So you're paying for the current content. Why pay for the premium then? Yeah, this so makes no sense. No sense. We'll keep you updated. You know, some schmuck is going to buy into premium. Green man, green man. So you can watch the Evolve those indie shows, which is not an insult because Evolve is fantastic. If you, if you yeah, evolve, you, you yeah. actually made it sound like an insult. Evolve is amazing. No, I corrected myself. I heard it, I'm like, like that's not an insult because that's a rumor. They're going to offer more indie shows on their premium content, but that doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. He didn't say that yet, so we'll see what happens. We'll keep you abreast. Ooh, good word. Thank you. Corey Graves. Something you won't find on the network, though, whatever tier you pick up, is 205 Live. Triple H said that pretty much confirms the, that show will be ending, and the Cruiserweight will move into the NXT brand. That makes sense. It makes sense. 205. I don't know anyone that really watches it on the reg, do you? No, but I heard it was fantastic. It was getting better and better. So less- that means you do know someone that's been watching it on the no, reg? No, uh, read reviews online. Okay. But her was one of the best shows, in-ring content-wise. Mm. But it's hard for people to watch. Because, you know, it just, no one cared. Yeah. It's a smart move. Yeah, put them on NXT. So you have two hours to kill on NXT now. Yeah. Give me a couple of Cruiserweight matches. Give me an NXT Cruiserweight champion. We'll see what happens. Right. Those guys are talented enough. Put them in storylines. Looking forward to it. Would you watch? Are you watching NXT on uh, USA Network? I It's hard for me to say because my schedule is since... I got back from my honeymoon. My schedule has gotten busier and busier and busier. So I try to watch as much wrestling as I can. But it sounds like there's going to be a lot more wrestling to watch. So uh, highlights are going to be great. <laughs> In the news, 
WB2K announced that their new global partnership with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society will raise money to advance blood cancer research and treatment. So in support of Roman Reigns, their cover artist of 2K20, W2K will donate $2 up to $500,000 for every retweet of their posts. So definitely check out WB Games on Twitter. Retweet their tweets. It's going to a good cause. But then I remember, a lot of companies do this. Retweet this or repost this. We'll post a dollar or two up to a certain point. Why don't I just donate the money? Well, why don't I just donate the 500000 It's It's called marketing. You That's know? true. You're a marketing guy, I guess. You it, know, right? It's just called marketing. It's, it's smart business. They obviously know it's going to happen. So they set aside that money to do well, why it. Why set a limit then? Like, why, not, why not make it like a million or two million? Because that's that's the money they allotted to it. Mm, truth. Smart move. I'm going to retweet it. Hopefully you guys retweet it as well. Mark, you going to retweet? I'll throw a retweet out there. That's what I'm doing right now. I know you're doing that. Preach. There we go. Mark, here's your AEW news of the week. Not even aired on TV yet. Sorry, starting October 2nd on TNT. But the rumor is we'll see a new TV title coming soon. That makes sense, though. Any, if you're going to have a promotion on TV, you need a mid-card title. Yes. So the rumors there might be a TV title. Cody kind of hinted at that, that during the interview, but do you think a TV title is the way to go? Does it matter what the name of it is? I don't necessarily know. I don't think like, it The matter. TV title, I feel like that was always... when WCW did that yeah, way back what when. What does that even mean? It's only defending on TV? Right, and I, I never really fully understood it. It was like... You know, like, I always talk like the United States Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, those made sense. Uh, I guess they're trying to get away from doing the same things that WWE are doing. I don't know. I guess you got to call it something. TV title just doesn't sound cool. It's retro. That's what they're going for, I guess, right? I guess. Although he hinted at it. He didn't confirm it as well. But then again, I mean, WWE was before the 24-7 championship. They were hinting at the hardcore championship. So hmm. maybe something along those lines. Just going to call it something different. I don't know. But what would you call it? What's on the like? spot right now, what would I call it? The, um, I'll, give you, I'll give you time. The American Championship? I don't know. The North American Champion? The NXT? Yeah. Mm. See, that's the thing. Like, Yeah, you want to try to be different yeah. from the E, but... We'll figure it out. I'm sure they will. They have great minds over there thinking about it, so we'll see. Yeah. And finally, in other news, as I rock here in the studio with my Guardians t-shirt, XFL's in the news. Again, you got to talk about it every week. I give you AW news, give me XFL news partnership, right? Fair and square? I guess yeah, so. Yeah, thank you. As the XFL resurgence continues, the world is taking notice. LinkedIn ranked the XFL 22 in its top startups of 2019. Are you serious? Yeah. Fantastic. The annual startup list is a reflection of how work is changing. So it didn't what even make industry. it a top 20? There's a lot of big startups, Mark. <laughs> okay. okay? <laughs> Over 11,000 positions were filled at the top startups this year. Okay? The XFL has 130 employees and continues to grow... Month in, month out. Okay, can't wait. Five months out. Where's their headquarters at? Stanford, Connecticut. Really? Oh, God. Yeah, can't wait, bro. Can't wait. My, my, was, my, my football season's done. We talked about the beginning of the show. My football season's done. I'm surprised you haven't applied for a job there. Who says I haven't? <laughs> okay. I said all podcasts. My resume's on their doorstep. Who knows? But get, we're getting ahead of ourselves. While we digest that and get our new drinks, because your drink's done. Yeah. I think you need a new shot, bro. Yeah, brah. Brah. You're channeling to my Long Island side? Yeah. Brah. We have an interview this week. Greenman's done many interviews over the course of this past 180 episodes. But finally, he has listened to me, your host, at LJ Putty, and is showcasing some of my favorite talent, the badass woman of wrestling. Amen. 
So and that, that's exactly where we're going to get these next few weeks. Yeah. The Women of Wrestling. This begins our series of female interviews. So Greenman sat down with uh, Booker T trainee Hyon. Yes. She is a reality of wrestling star, and she's a battle club pro. Listen, her resume is impressive, needless to say. And Greenman told me a little bit about what he spoke about with her. Dude, no joke. She mentions about a little bit about Nia Jax. Oh, I, love I miss Nia Jax. And uh, some interesting stuff, man. I, I, I don't want to give it too much away. So Yeah, don't get too much away. Yeah. Thank you to the girlfriends over at Battle Club Pro for setting this interview up. Check out the next show, September 24th in Brooklyn, Battle Club Pro. Check out the social medias and online. It's also LAX's last indie show. Speaking of LAX, I forgot to mention this. We saw Santana at BWF Back to School. Yes. Because he was training a couple of the guys there. Yeah. And what, a couple days later, a week later, he was on AEW? Yeah, that's wild, right? So congratulations to him. Way off topic. It's, it's not about him. Not about him. It's about the... It's about... Hayan. Yes. Green Man. Let's hear what you got, my man. Family, welcome to another exciting edition of A Shot of Wrestling, the interviews. If you've not done so already, follow us on all forms of social media at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram and Shot of Wrestling, no A, on Twitter. You can also contact us via email at inbox at a shot of wrestling.com or dial it up 619-343-3005 and leave your comments on a shot of wrestling hotline. Now, if you're ready and willing, I'm able. And like we've said it time and time again, wrestling brings us together. And today is no different. Today, we are joined by reality of wrestling, two-time Diamonds champion and the Renaissance woman, Hyon. Welcome to a shot of wrestling. Hello, hello. It is so nice to have you on the show. Many people may be familiar with your name because in 2016, you faced Nia Jax when she was coming into her mainstream push in the WWE. That's true. That was a crazy experience, but I'm definitely grateful for it. I could only imagine that that's got to be one of your top moments. Can you name two other moments that you've been really proud of in your short career? That uh, first one comes to mind is um, when I won the Reality of Wrestling Diamonds Championship for the first time at the very first Ladies Night Out, we was, me and Kylie were the main event, and I won it from Kylie. And um, the match was really, really good. And then afterwards, like Booker was just like, "I'm so proud of you guys," and we both were like crying because oh, wow. Booker does not give him compliments willy nilly. Like, you definitely have to earn them. So um, it meant a lot hearing that from him. And then probably my second one was my last match at Reality of Wrestling before I went to Japan. Mm -hmm. We did, uh, me and AQA uh, wrestled in a steel cage match. It was the first time the women have ever made it, eventually the Reality of Wrestling show. And it was the first ever Reality of Wrestling like, cage match. And there was a 450 in that match. It was a wow. shooting star press. Uh, and I think now this match has like 8 million views on YouTube. Wow. And that was one of my, that was one of my favorite matches of this year for sure. Is, is that a match that you and your opponent were really like going over right before it started or did a lot of the things just happen organically in the ring? 
Um, both. Oh, some of the stuff we kind of just haven't organically, but some of it we obviously did discuss. But yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, um, I was so nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous that I was like pacing backstage. Uh-huh. And it was so obvious that uh, one of the other wrestlers, his name is Ruthless Ryan Davidson, he like pulled me aside and he was just like, it's going to be okay. Like, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny because Ryan doesn't, like, he'll, you know, he's a sweet guy. But I just, for him to just go out of his way to like tell me to like, it'll be okay. I'm like, dang, I must have looked. <laughs> so nervous. But it also sounds like you have a good support system there. Like you guys are all family where you're able to notice that in someone else that you work with and, and know exactly what they need at that time to kind of like come to you and say, hey, it's going to be cool. Don't worry about it. You know? Yeah. Now, a lot of um, WWE, WWF um, superstars who start their own training school um, are not as involved uh, as Booker is. From my understanding, he's like really in, in the mix. Like he's really training you guys. He He's very frequently in that space. Um, do you feel any mm-hmm. pressure with someone of his caliber, a Hall of Famer, you know, world champion to not just be learning from, but be in his presence and get his knowledge? Um, I did at first, but I've been there for five years, so I know Booker pretty well at this point. Um, so he doesn't intimidate me like he did before. And once you get to know him, you know, he's just a human being like all of us. And he does a really good job of, like, giving you critique for, like, the level that you're at. You know, so he's not going to just tell you you suck or something like that, Um he, he he knows like what level you're at and he'll he'll base his critiques on that. So, you know, if you're like a newer person and you screw something up, he's not gonna rip into you. He'll just he'll look at you like, Okay, you're newer, so you're still trying to get it type of thing. So that's always like really nice to have with him. Now, the women's revolution, the women's evolution, we've been talking about it for, you know, I feel a few years now. And and women's wrestling is not any bigger than it is right now, I feel like. However, in the past year, after the actual uh, evolution you saw in the WWE, I feel like mainstream kind of dropped off a little bit of the women's uh, evolution. However, the independent scene has picked that right back up. Areas like in Houston where you are, like women's wrestling is a big deal. And I think the reality of wrestling promotion does a great job at spotlighting the women's athleticism and women in professional wrestling, just like Battle Club Pro does for here in our area. You know, they have the icons. And I love the term that they use, icons. And the same thing in reality of wrestling, diamond. You know, something that is not... Like a name like back in the WWE where they used to call people divas or, or something that objectified women. Uh, what is your feeling about women's wrestling today versus just a few years ago? It's definitely changed a lot because I remember when I first, first started training, it was like, you have to wrestle like a girl. And I was like, what does that mean? Really? So like, well, you know, you have yeah, there was like, well, you know, you have to like slap and like pull hair. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like in my head, I was just like, I don't want to do that. It sounds dumb. And um, just like from going like from that to now, like going even having matches with guys and keeping up with the guys. And like I wrestled um, my trainer, Gino, and 
we had the match, and I got really emotional afterwards because I had been wanting to wrestle him forever, mm-hmm. and I never thought I would get a chance to. And we had a really good match, and um, he was just like, you know you're better than like a lot of the guys that I've wrestled, right? And I oh, was wow. like, what? And that was just like insane to me. Is it, diff- so, is it different like, when you're I, in a ring with a guy? Is there, um, outside of just like, probably, are you prepping yourself differently or are you just treating them as like another opponent? Um, I think you still have to keep in mind that they are a guy and that, you know, you can't just go up and just potty slam them willy-nilly if they're, you know, way bigger than you. Um, I think that needs to be taken into account for when you wrestle a guy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it's a lot of fun in that, for the most part, I would say guys tend to be more advanced in wrestling overall um, than what? women just because guys do it longer for the most part. And they have different kinds of athleticisms that they can do versus mm-hmm. like what a girl can do. That changes things. And to me, it gives it a different dynamic. So to me, it makes it fun because it's something different that I'm not used to. Is there a move that you feel that a guy could do that you could do better? A 450. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. I mean, women tend to theoretically more flexible, right? They're lighter. They can yeah, get more, think, more air. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think that girls get scared, so they don't want to try certain moves because, I mean, it's scary, but I'm just kind of like, if a guy can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> It is very scary. It it sounds like, you know, in, in your style of wrestling also, you do a lot of things out of your comfort zone. And I, I feel like I've heard that advice uh, to us and to other wrestlers, you know, step outside of your comfort zone and make yourself as most comfortable as you can because it only is going to push you to be better. Is there any advice that you've gotten that you still hold on to this day that's really helped you along in your career? Um, to always be willing to learn um i think sometimes people get comfortable in where they at or they feel like they kind of know it all so they don't try maybe or train as much as they need to um but i think it's always important to know that you can always learn and always get better and that you should always try to learn and always get better like it, it never stops that's some good life advice also you know <laughs> no matter you know even if you're not a wrestler or, or even for those who are listening you know just a life lesson you know whether you're you're at work and you're you're finding it very routine it's the same thing over and over if you open up your mind to be willing to learn i think that would be that's a very cool way to approach life who gave you that advice um booker <laughs> oh well the man should know. <laughs> He's like, you're never going to learn it all. He's like, you're never going to learn it all. He's like, I'm still learning now. Well, it, it, it goes back to the motto. It's the same way we started the show. We said wrestling brings us together. Now, I'm sure you're happy that wrestling has brought in you a, a mentor like Booker T. But is there anybody else that you consider friends or mentors in the wrestling business that you're happy that wrestling brought to you? I would say... Mercedes Martinez because like I uh, did a few of the rise seminars mm-hmm. with her and I remember like I just like talked to her one-on-one and I was like I would just kind of tell her like what my thought process was mm-hmm. on on things and wrestling um, and she would help she helped me a lot like there's what people always say like wrestling will click for you at one point you know okay like it clicks for different people at different times mm-hmm. and like for me like it clicked when i started going to the rice seminars and talking to her a lot and um also when i got to wrestle her too at the ladies night out show that we just did like 
I always learn so much when I'm around her. Interesting. Uh, even yeah. though I'm not around her too often, when I am around her, it's like there's always something to learn. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just like always appreciative that she takes the time to, to listen and give advice. And she doesn't have to do that all the time. Um, you mentioned earlier you come from a big family, a big Mexican family. And, you know, wrestling, Lucha Libre is big in Mexico. Um, what, do you, what does your family think about you pursuing a career as a professional wrestler? My family thinks it's cool. My cousins are, they were not surprised at all when I decided to do it because they're like, yeah, like, you've been talking about this forever. So it totally makes sense. Um, and my aunts, too. My aunts and my uncles. But my mom, she she likes wrestling. Like, she thinks it's cool. And she's a big wrestling fan as well. Like, my mom has pictures with, like, Eddie and, you know, um, Hulk Hogan and wow. Rick Flair and stuff. Really? So my mom, my mom is a real fan, yeah. Yeah. But she gets insanely scared because she does not want me to get hurt. <laughs> how, how crazy was it for her to see you on Monday Night Raw getting torn apart by Nia Jax then? She... She thought it was actually pretty cool. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, she was like, oh, this is awesome!" And she um, had it on like DVR and everything. She had it recorded. Oh my gosh! I mean, it, it was. So it, she was. She was super psyched about it. It was a great opportunity. It definitely looked like it hurt. You, you did a great job at selling and putting overnight. It was amazing. Uh, but did it really hurt? Because you were tossed oh, around. Oh, in the beginning, definitely. Yeah, she she definitely kicked my ass. Like, she, she hit me pretty hard. And I remember, like, before I went out, uh, Xavier Wood from New Day was like, good luck. And I was, oh my God. I just gave him, like, a look. I gave him, like, a look. Like, why did you say it like that? Yeah. And he was just like, my assist. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, is that something that in women's wrestling is something that you guys are also you know, in talks about like, oh, she's pretty stiff. Don't don't work with her. You have to adjust yourself to a stiff worker. Mm, I come from a different mindset in that Booker will tell you that he is a very snug worker, mm. right? I like that word, and snug. He, he gets in there nice and tight, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. You'll feel it when you're in the ring with Book. But um, myself and other people that come from that school – we are all the same in that we are very snug. <laughs> so I've had pre- I've heard people say like, "Oh yeah, like the reality of wrestling guys, yeah, they're a little stiff." <laughs> oh wow! But it's not my fault. That's just the way I was trained. <laughs> but it's just the same training that, like, when people go to Japan, you know, that that like uh, strong style of wrestling, you know, they you want to be a part of that. Booker's always like, "Hey, it's wrestling. If you get hit in the lip." Apologize in the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, his, that's his mindset. Uh, there's already a lot of big names that are coming out of your school, and you know you're definitely one of them. It's one of the reasons that we're very honored for you to come into our area and actually showcase some of your talents. Battle Club Pro is going to be on September 28th in Brooklyn, New York. I mean, there's so many great names already announced. We have Diamante. We have Santana and Ortiz. LAX will be in the building. Tessa Blanchard is going one-on-one with Anthony Bowen. So it's going to be an amazing, amazing day of wrestling. The show starts at 2 p.m. bell time. Doors open at 1.30. So if you're looking to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling later on that evening, you could actually come check out this show and then go home and check out your New Japan. It's at 185 
Ellery Street in Brooklyn, New York. Um, first row is already sold out, and there's just a few tickets uh, for second row available. Thank you so much for joining us on A Shot of Wrestling. If we wanted to follow you a little bit more, can you let us know where we could do that on social media? Yeah, my Twitter is at underscore Behion, underscore T-H-E-H-Y-A-N. Instagram is that is at Behion. Same thing, just that underscore. You have been such a pleasure to have on the show. It's been a great conversation. And we still have last call, so stick around a little bit more, okay? Okay. Hey guys, sure to stay to the end of the shot of wrestling for last call. It's time for this week's TV takedown. So again, those of you new listening to the show, we should cheers and heels. Talk about what we liked, didn't like on each show, but eventually there's going to be 11 to 12 hours of shows. We don't have time for that. Ain't got no time for that. I'm Hollywood, baby. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick a storyline, a character, a moment, a camera angle, a conversation on a show and talk about it on here on the show at the same time. Because who has time to watch 11 hours, 12 hours of wrestling? Right. So Marcus, what is your TV takedown this week? Well, really what I want to talk about is what's grinding my gears right now. There it is. Okay. There it is. So we have this King of the Ring tournament. Which you've been covering very well. Thank you. Thank you. Horrible picking, but covering it very well. Dude, oh my God, the worst picking ever. I think, um, I, I, think I picked the finals last week. My, my bracket is completely done. Even like my, who do I want to win last week? Like, whatever. Anyway, don't, don't know how to pick Baron Corbin. But. I, just, I guess I just didn't want to. Anyway, we have this whole, King of the Ring is back. Blah, blah, blah. The finals, it's going to be on Clash Champions. All yes. right. Great okay, way, great like, way to end the tournament. I, I really wish, like you know, we'd have the King of the Ring pay per view, but you know what? All right, just a good way to start. You know, have the finals at Clash of Champions, promoting that forever through a whole tournament. Since it started, yes, yeah, it's been the summer. Yeah, and then what happens this past week? They just, they just kind of threw it in there too. You see how sly they nobody did it? said a word. You see how sly nope. they did it. All right, it's gonna be Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable. The finals next week on Monday Night Raw. I swear to God, I thought it was a typo. I, was like, I thought it was a mistake. What? Yeah, it's, it's like, what? You mean Clash what? of Champions, right? That makes more sense. You mean, you mean Clash of Champions, right? I'm just like looking everywhere. It's Monday Night Raw. Why? What the fuck? That makes no sense. Like, Do you know really? why? Do I know what happened? No, there's no real reason why. <sighs> there's not that many matches on Clash of Champions to fill in. That makes no sense. It's just a slap in the face. It's like why? Why even bother bringing back the King yeah. of the Ring then? No, no, bring it back. It's a good, like Carson says, it's a good heel tournament. It's a good, it's a good heel to, tournament. But like, but why say it's not it before, just the, before the brackets were announced? I feel like it just doesn't mean as much if you don't put it on a pay per view. Before the brackets were announced, they said the finals were going to be a Clash of Champions. Right, you promoted this whole time. Yeah, and all of a sudden you just try to be you try to sneak it in there. Like it's going to be a Monday Night Raw and the Big Dog. Like, yeah. it's like, what? No, no, no. No, I caught what you said. Now, like, it's, now it's going to be on Raw. I feel like something's going to happen. Like what? What do you mean? So some sort of angle is going to happen here. I don't know what, but... Yeah. Why, why not Clash Champions? It just doesn't make I sense. I two, two seconds ago. I don't know why either. Put it on a pay-per-view. Put it on a fucking pay-per-view. Yeah, you've been promising us for two months now. Makes no sense. It's the king of the ring. 
whatever. They just uh, they just fucked it all up. I'm so pissed off. It's just been bothering me the whole time. That, that's my topic. I agree with you. My take down this week is going to be uh, Cheesecake Dakamover. First of all, I totally forgot he was IC champion. Don't even remember him winning the championship. Cheesecake what? Cheesecake Dakamover. What, what is that? The current IC champion? Shinsuke Nakamura? That's what I said. Why is he calling him Cheesecake? That's his name. Cheesecake Nakamura. Whatever. Okay, I don't, I'm, you're, you're being weird. You're being weird. So, so I thought he was, I forgot he was champion. I don't remember him winning the title. Happy when they turned him heel. Made sense. Yeah. They changed him, changed his theme song so the crowd couldn't sing along. Great. That was great so move. smart. Smart genius yeah. move. He has done nothing since. He no. has no memorable feud. He had a feud with AJ Styles that went nowhere. Very boring. He had that feud with what, Jeff Hardy, I think, that went nowhere. Oh, I forgot about that. His, then he teamed with Rusev that went nowhere. Right. And he wins the IC championship out of nowhere. <laughs> then he went nowhere for weeks. Buried. Buried. And I get it. There's a, there's a, like a language barrier. Which is BS. There's a language barrier. That makes sense. But when he turned heel... He would talk so much crap about his opponents. Mm-hmm. And when Renee Young or Charlie Cruz asked him about that, he goes, oh, sorry, no speak English. Right. Genius. Yeah. Great character development. Yeah. I was going to fast forward to Miz match this week until I found out he was on commentary. I wanted to hear him on commentary. Mm-hmm. Delivered. Him and Corey Graves work very well together. Yeah, you know, Corey, Corey him, Graves could work well with anyone. Him talking Chinese and Corey Graves understanding him. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> he said, shut your mouth, yeah. Byron. <laughs> and putting The Miz on the same show as the IC Championship makes sense. Because The Miz is the only guy in the last, what, 10 years to make the IC Championship relevant? Yeah. And he deserves to tie the record. He deserves to break the record. So I'm hoping he wins here because, like I said, he's not doing anything with the title. I don't think he will, though, because he's technically on Raw, really. Air quotes. Yeah, like for now. Yeah. They're going to do a draft again soon. But I think they just completely... They've done nothing with this guy since he's been on the show. There's not a memorable feud, I think, of Nakamura. Not one memorable... What, what memorable feud... What memorable moments does he have? Oh, None. Dude, dude. I, I do... Outside NXT. I do like the whole thing with him and Sami Zayn. That's another thing like, that came up, I think, on vacation. That was completely random. It was random, but, you know... He doesn't need a... He doesn't need a mouthpiece. Shinsuke? No. He needs a mouthpiece. He's good. On, he's good. Like I said, the whole no speak English thing. That was fine, but they dropped it. So now you yeah, got to move on. Yeah, that's true. You got to move on. But so the, if you have Sami Zayn or that even, on, so, even someone else. But Sami Zayn is a wrestler. He's not a manager. Where did that, 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 that partnership come from? That's where I was confused. Is like Sami Zayn hurt? Is no. he not going to wrestle for a while? But he's wrestling. It's like, okay, this is confusing then. Are they a tag team? Like, no, I think Shinsuke... That Sami Zayn had a match and no mention of right. Nakamura. So, Shinsuke Nakamura, um, I I feel like a mouthpiece would help him huge. Like, you know, give him a manager. Give, give him something to, to, to put him more over. Because, honestly, it goes back to the fact, like, listen, great in the ring. Yeah, but, but he's like, different than Asuka. I think you understand what he's saying. It takes a little work, but he can deliver promos. Asuka can't. But try doing that... In front of a live crowd, mm, you know, you're going to lose a lot of the live crowd over to what chance? But then Sami Zayn? He's very good from? at the mic. Yeah, it came out of nowhere a bit. 
Yeah, I think I'm it needs. It might. Then, it might need time to. But then Sami Zayn was nowhere listen, to be found. Listen, during his uh, mid, the Miz match when he was on commentary. I remember when the New Age Outlaws first got together. It was Road Dog and Billy Gunn. And in I, case I, you guys aren't aware of that, oh, you didn't know. Oh, you didn't. Know? Yeah. <laughs> well played. I remember at Thank first fe- feeling like, oh, this kind of seems like an opera. It just came together out of nowhere. I didn't feel that way. I, I felt that way. It's like, oh, it's kind of like, I feel like this kind of force. They were a tag team. No, at the very beginning, before they were even Road Dog, a badass Billy Gunn. It's like when they were just like, they, they just like put together. It was like Billy Gunn before the Mr. Ass gimmick and Road Dog before he like the Road Dog that we know. I think he was like still just getting out the roadie. Yeah, the roadie. And it was just like odd at first, but they became like the New Age Outlaws. They became the tag team that we know and love today. You know, so some things may take time to develop, but like I feel like just WWE, if like they don't see the results they want right away after like two weeks, they just drop it. Yeah, and they just move on. Like it, it, it feel bad for the the talent that's like that English is not their native tongue. Yeah, like, you know, Andrade. It because I, I know someone's listening to this. Like, well, what about Andrade? I feel like he's different because Zelina Vega is an excellent mouthpiece. And that match with the Miz is awesome. That was a good match. Yeah. Andrade is, is excellent in the ring. Yeah. But Zelina Vega puts him over ten times more because she English is her native tongue. She's very good in the mic. She's very good with her character. And she elevates his game. I feel like Nakamura could benefit from that. Asuka... I, it's get this, this, I'm trying to see like more what's going on with Paige. I guess Paige has been out because of her injury. Yeah, that, like, even that dropped the ball. They dropped the ball on that, so now it's they're back at square one. Yeah, but I felt like okay, that would be cool. Paige is very good. Uh, very in the speaker. mic. Yeah, Great. very good in the mic. That, that team is just fucked. Yeah, disappointing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, who do you who do you put? They, they, WWE seems like this aversion to like hiring managers. It's, I don't know. I guess Sami Zayn was her next best choice. That's my takedown. That's your takedown. Little side note. I had to watch this moment like three times on Raw. Did, did you catch when Lacey Evans came out on Raw? Yeah. Corey Graves said this is the classiest NYC has been in decades, especially compared to when Renee lived here. Renee clapped back. I was in this story. It was very nice. Cole goes, that's New York City, Renee. Renee goes... Kind of whispered it. You had to catch it. That's why we played it a couple times. That's Queens, actually. Cole goes, Queens is a borough of New York City. But moving on, Lacey Evans, and uh, he just moved on. Right I away. missed that. Oh, I will play it back for you. I kept it on my DVR. Oh, my God. I need to, I need to hear just, that. I had to play it back. That was so embarrassing. I'm like, what was the point of this? I get what Graves was doing, but then Renee Young, like, <laughs> I don't know. It was just hilarious. One of those blooper reels. Check it out. Oh, my God. I love when he did I thought line of the night, though, was... When... On Raw? Of, of, for, uh, it was the same match. <laughs> Corey Graves goes, you need to remove that nasty there from Ellis Island to replace it with a yeah. statue of Lacey Evans. I thought it was hilarious because you hear Michael Cole and Rune. Yeah, laughing. Their shit. I love when they do that. They're like, what the fuck did you just say? And Corey Graves, he, he doubled down on it, too. He did. He didn't fucking give a crap. Either. No, he doubled down even more. He comes up with like, the best lines. He really does. I also feel I also feel this is the worst Firefly Funhouse episode I've seen. Mm. It didn't really do anything. It's eleven nineteen. Is that I, mean, I thought the piracy is okay, but they didn't really advance any storyline. It didn't advance his character. No, eleven nineteen that was supposed to be for the Undertaker, and what eleven nineteen is when the Undertaker debuted um, in WWE. November eleventh, November nineteenth. Yeah, 
Okay. So Undertaker is coming on SmackDown mm-hmm. the next night. So a lot of us thought that Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, would be attacking the Undertaker. Never happened. Very disappointing with that. So worst episode ever. So far, I would agree. Yeah. I think each episode has a point and a purpose and leading to something, us to Google stuff. And this one was like. It was just like a tease. Okay. For nothing. Yeah. For nothing. Yeah. Because I really thought, like, at the end of the show, especially when Stone Cold came back out at the end of Raw, I thought something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Okay. I thought, here we go. All right. Nothing. I was like, November 19th. November 19th. And then someone mentioned on Twitter, that's when The Undertaker made his debut in WWE. I was like, holy fuck. Undertaker's going to be in SmackDown Tuesday night. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be phenomenal. Nothing happened. This also could be November 2019, which means something's going to happen at this year's Survivor Series. That's all I got. Anything else you want to talk about real quick on TV? No. That that, that covers everything there. I mean, we have Clash of Champions coming up. Uh, by this time we hear it, Clash of Champions already happened. Yep. So next show, we'll be talking more about that. And maybe The Fiend does something there. Eh, who cares? You are done with it, huh? Yeah, totally done with The Fiend. We'll talk about that in a future episode because we're out of time. We are just in time to talk about this week's three count. Are you ready? Oh, my God. I got my list. It's time for the three count. All right, Mark, you ready for this? Dude, get, yes, get list ready. I'm ready for this, man. I, listen, I was born ready. Let's do this. So last week, you picked heel turns because Bailey turned heel, quote unquote. Watch it 20 years. Stone Cold Steve Austin finally returned to Madison Square Garden. And he did not disappoint. The home of WWE. It is the true home of WWE. So keep in touch with the theme. Let's talk about our favorite Stone Cold Steve Austin moments. Yeah, let's do that. The problem I have with the three count is because it's so hard to narrow down just three. And this is the topic that epitomizes that because there is so much content. I'm not a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. No, and you know what? Neither am I, which is funny because I feel like most people love Stone Cold. Yeah. As I got older, I appreciated Stone Cold a lot more. But growing up, of course, I, was, yeah. I was like, I was rooting for the corporation. Me too. I was a Vince McMahon fan. Yeah, no way. It's been, it's pound. Been pound. So this should be interesting for us. We're not retiring anything. There are so many moments. Everything's open for air here. So let us know your top three Stone Cold Steve Austin moments in box at SharpWrestling.com or dial it up 619-343-3005. Mark, number three, floor is yours. Okay. So my theory is like, do you remember during the invasion angle when Stone Cold kind of like dropped the ball? He left. Yeah. And like, where's Stone Cold? The invasion was taking over. Glass shatters. He comes in. Stone Cold. He stuns everyone. Yeah. He fucking went nuts and stunned everyone. Beat the shit. Dude, I thought that was the coolest thing. It was a great way to get him to come back. And uh, for that, uh, was I think it was invasion pay-per-view, actually, what it was. Uh, for him to captain mm-hmm. uh, Team WWF. Or t- was it WWE? I think it was WWF at that time. I think so. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Uh, but that was a really fucking cool moment. Everyone got a stunner. Everyone. <laughs> so of all the moments, that's your number three. That's my number three. I didn't want to go with a typical, the the beer truck or the Zamboni. I had, okay. I had those on there originally. I was like, oh, you know, that's, that's too typical. I thought you would have them on there. Again, last week, we had different ideologies of how we picked our top three. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is how we're going to work this week as well. Oh, boy. Number three, I'm a Vince McMahon fan. Team McMahon all the way. One of the most classic, iconic reactions we got from Vince McMahon. Him in the wheelchair. Uh-huh. October 12th, 1998, when Stone Cold 
hijacked a cement mixer, backed it up until oh, it perfectly wide Corvette, and filled that son of a bitch with cement until the windows broke. That is a moment. And in McMahon's face. His face made it. His reaction oh, made it. Oh, my God. That was great. One of those iconic moments that, as a fan, I think that's why I'm lucky to have been the era that I did live. Because I don't, I don't have to watch it on the network. Mm-hmm. I don't have to watch it on YouTube. I watch it live as it happened. Yeah. No, me too. And this is the moment. Mainly because, of, I mean, this is Stone Cold, but mainly because of McMahon's reaction. Oh, that's a good one. That is a really good Thank one. Thank you. Number two. All right. So, I think for a lot of people, this might be their number ones, but... Austin three sixteen speech when he won the King of the Ring, he did the birth of the rattlesnake pretty much. Uh, that was I that that pretty much launched the Attitude Era, and even Michael I remember like Michael Hayes his face during that was like holy shit is this just happening? Mm-hmm. Did he really just say that? I think we talked about this a couple times. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like a genuine reaction from him too. Fucking phenomenal job! Stone Cold knocked that out of the park, and like you know, if even if he just stuttered once during that, like it yeah. would have failed, and he just nailed it, completely nailed it. That's my number two. That's a good one. Thank you. Fighting in the WWE is iconic, but when they leave the ring, mainly when they leave the arena, even more iconic. When Stone Cold Steve Austin battled Booker T in a grocery oh, store. Oh my god. That was the most captivating, <laughs> hilarious, most entertaining moment. You're making me hate my three a lot right now, actually. Those guys completely destroyed that grocery store with people in it. They are probably, I mean, there were plants, of course. Probably, but still, you made me believe. Store. God it, doesn't have any much money. But the way he stalked Booker T through every aisle, he, I think he came out of the the freezer section at one point. Yes. Yes, he did. Oh, my God. That, that was a really cool moment. That, Very t- unique. That, that trumps And Booker everything. T, great reactions, too, from him. Oh, man. That sold the shit out him. of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great moment. When they checked out, uh, I could go on and on, but yes. Oh, dude. That, oh. I want to ch- change my number three so bad, actually. But you can't. No, I can't. What's your number one? My number one, actually, I, I actually stand by my number one. My number one I'm actually very happy with. I think I know what it is. WrestleMania Bret Hart? No, I was thinking about that okay. when being on there as well. It was actually when Stone Cold, when he gave Vince McMahon the stunner for the very first time. The very first time, Raw. okay. Launching like, his just, career, yeah. Just launching career, just put it over the, the rivalry that much more. They teased it so many times. And that moment was just the crescendo of, holy shit. And, and just remember, the fans lost their shit. Yeah. And it was probably the worst stunner ever, by the way. Of course. <laughs> but Vince sold it like a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. No, of course. It, but it, we were all dying to see it for so long. Like it's been leading up to this moment, and finally it happened. Like, and holy shit! Did he just fucking do that? He he's just the, gave he's the, the boss a stunner. He was the first guy to take a stunner, like like shake and vaults. Yeah, yeah. That that has to be the, that's that's the number one for me at least. A classic moment. So you sit there, you talk about Stone Cold stunning events and all this. Sitting here talking about Psalms, talking about. John 316. I'm talking about Austin 316. Thing that I just whooped your ass. Your number two is Austin 316's birth. This is the moment that separated him from the ringmaster to Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is the moment that propelled his career into what it was. If it wasn't for this moment, Triple H was supposed to win this. He got punished for the curtain call. If Triple H won this, God knows what would happen with Stone Cold's career. This moment, perfect time. 
perfect place to launch the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. See, yes, the, the stunner on this man was iconic, but this that would not have happened. This wouldn't have happened if he didn't face Jake the Snake Roberts in the finals. This is what launched his career. Like, what would have happened to Austin if he did not win this tournament this year? I not if to see Triple H would have done a bad job. No, he, he wouldn't. But it, if it Stone Cold won it in what ninety eight, right? Oh, was it ninety six? I thought it was ninety seven. I don't remember. Ninety seven. I forgot. What would have happened? No, ninety seven. Ninety seven. So, but no. Here is the thing, though. I agree with what you are saying about Austin three sixteen that launched the Attitude Era. There is no question about it. What? What? <laughs> but the reason why I chose number one. What? With don't give me the what treatment. <laughs> If I'm a loser, say what? What? There we go. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> um, Son of a bitch, you got me. <laughs> if Stone Cold hadn't given Vince the stunner, though, I feel like that made Stone Cold become uh, from a star to a megastar. It put him way over the top. Yeah, but that it, would it, have been in the plateau if he wasn't the king of the ring. You're right. It because he said that on Sunday night. The next Monday, the crowd was filled with Austin 316 uh, posters. It was. But like, think about what happened after. I mean, that, that rivalry between him and Vince. I mean, just that, that moment just made that that rivalry. Did, dude, think about how long that rivalry lasted from that point yeah. on. It was probably one of the best rivalries in wrestling history. Stone Cold and Vince McMahon. It, it, it was phenomenal. And then, like, when eventually Stone Cold joined forces with Vince McMahon, it just blew our minds away. No one would ever see that happening. These guys fucking hate each other's guts. And all stemmed from when Stone Cold gave him the Stone Cold Stunner. It, it just, it, Which stemmed from him saying Austin 360. It's pretty much saying, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg right there. Actually, that's a very good point. <laughs> Any honorable mentions? Yeah, Stone Cold and Mike Tyson I read a lot about. The Zamboni, the beer truck. The, um, the bedpan. The bedpan was up there as well. Yeah, I would have to say the bedpan would have to be up there. What um, are yours? What are your iconic Stone Cold Steve Austin moments? Dial it up, 619-343-3005, or inbox to shutupwrestling.com, or hit us up on social medias, uh, Shadow Wrestling on Instagram, Facebook, Shadow Wrestling, no way on Twitter. You know, Get involved in the underrated moment, which I really appreciate a lot, actually, is it was Tribute of the Troops. It was after oh, Stone Cold sure, retired. Okay. Uh, he was dressed as uh, Santa, I believe, actually. Okay. And he gave John Cena a Stone Cold Stunner. What I really liked about Stone Cold was when he was... Him and his him and his angle with Kurt Angle talking about. The, I loved him and Kurt Angle together. That was great. The Kurt Angle, the, the small cowboy yeah. hat. Yeah. Oh my god! Again, there's so many awesome moments. We missed so many. Okay. Let us let us know what yours was. I loved also the it, King. Oh, it was it was a King of the Ring actually built as well as Stone Cold versus Kurt Angle uh, for the championship. It was Stone Cold was a heel. Mm-hmm. It was the first time ever Stone Cold tapped out to the ankle lock. Oh, I do not remember that actually. Yeah, dude, the the promos that led up to it were out of this world, and the match itself was fucking great. Stone Cold has, you know, what? again, I have to say, as I got older, I appreciate him so much more. Like he did so much for this business. Obviously, the the dude at the Garden, I mean, when he was when he was speaking the mic, showed way more character than a lot oh, of people on the roster. You, you missed that. You don't you don't realize what's lacking. Until these guys come back. He really was something special, man. Yeah. Special enough for MSG to give him special gifts. Yeah. Customized Nick's jersey. Mm-hmm. A beautiful custom plaque of his moments in MSG. Same with Undertaker as well. Yeah. 
that's our top three. Again, let us know what topics also do you want us to debate? What are your top three of factions, teams, entrances, managers, moments? Let us know what you want us to debate. Inboxservice.com or, again, 619-343-3005. Let us know. Two or two on uh, great three counts. Good job. Oh, thank you. Time for some go-home thoughts. Mark, what are your go-home thoughts? Go-home thoughts, man. Honestly, I'm just looking forward to the new direction here of Shot of Wrestling. You know, I'm, I'm digging our new topics. I'm digging our, the new people we've added on here. And uh, we're changing directions as well. You know, we're adding Spotify now as part of another way of how you can listen to us. So that, that's my go-home thought, dude. I, I love the direction we're going. We're just growing and building, brother. Yeah, Spotify's a huge deal for us, yeah. Yeah. So you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, B Plus Player Radio, pretty much anywhere podcast, YouTube. YouTube, anywhere podcasts are available. And now, Spotify, I said, a good friend of mine, Erwin, The Voice, Escobar, listens to a lot of podcasts on Spotify. Hopefully, he'll add us to his list now. Hopefully, hopefully. And I mentioned YouTube before, too. Uh, actually, coming up on our YouTube channel. Is, oh, yes. Uh, uh, we have Shakara. Actually, um, Green Man, Jimmy J, and the voice of BCW, Pete Rosado, went down to Philadelphia while we were at BWF. Yes. To go. That's why it's great to have a team, right? That's right. <laughs> Divide and conquer. Their biggest show, Chikarasaurus Rex. They covered the show for us, top to bottom. Jimmy J recorded it on the way down, on the way back, while they were there. Things got weird. So look forward to our YouTube channel for that video. I've seen the unedited raw video. Don't want to miss that. YouTube is Shadow Wrestling. Definitely check it out. My go-home thoughts. September, Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. Make sure you check out ConnorTheCrusher.com. Donate, support. I got the wristband on my wrist right now. Or the cause, check out ConnorTheCrusher.com. The links are on my bio, at Michael J. Party on my social media. So if you have anything to spare, 5 10 20 bucks, this is the month to do it. ConnorTheCrusher.com. That's all I got. So, Mark, anything else? Because, uh... Big things happening for us here at A Shadow Wrestling. Yeah, I've been growing more and more, and I, I'm actually proud to be a part of this journey. So thank you so much for having me from the bottom of my heart. I'm having a lot of fun with you guys. Thanks for being here. And for those that uh, want to know more about Hollywood Mark Schwann, you can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com. Wolfferrell.com? No, it actually brings you to my page, Mark Schwann, dick. Because my favorite actor is Will Ferrell, so I'm not sure. Like, yourfavoriteactor.com is wolfferrell.com. You should type in yourfavoriteactor.com and you'll see what happens. Well, Farrell.com? You're making me angry. <laughs> You're making me angry. You know what happens when you make me angry? You can ask T.J. Marconi. You're a a- fucking asshole. <laughs> the man's still in the fucking hospital. What can I say? It brings a smile to my face. You're really disgusting. <laughs> How'd your wife marry you? She loves me, man. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm a lovable asshole. What can I say? Make sure you hit us up on... Social media is Shadow Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, Shadow Wrestling No A on Twitter, Shadow Wrestling on uh, YouTube, now Spotify. We're everywhere, baby. We're growing. We're growing more and more each and every season. So fantastic to hear about that. So everyone, thank you for listening to episode 180 of A Shot of Wrestling. More to come. More special interviews. More special surprises. More fun and games here at A Shot of Wrestling with the Hollywood Mark Schwann. At Mark J. Party. Until next week, party out. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last, last call, call at, at the, the bar. bar. Oh. 
All right, everybody, we have made it to the end of the episode. And as always, it is last call. We're still here with Hyon, and it's rapid-fire questions. The first thing that comes to your mind is the first thing you should answer. Are you ready? Yes. Well, then away we go. What is the one thing you nerd out to? Legend of Zelda. Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Boxing. What is your go-to snack on the road? Uh, protein bar. <laughs> what fictional character would you like to face in a wrestling match? SpongeBob. Who is your hero? Ooh, Spider-Man. <laughs> I thought you were going to say SpongeBob again. I was going to get really excited. <laughs> what is your <laughs> What is your favorite fast food chain to get a quick meal? Waterburger. What's your favorite karaoke song? Uh, the Humpty Dance by Digital Underground. Who is your celebrity crush? Oh, that's hard. I would say right now, Chris Hemsworth. What is the weirdest thing you've ever seen in wrestling? Oh, I don't know, but my standard for weird is really high. So what's weird for me? Probably that's pretty normal. Like... So what is the most normal thing yeah. you've ever seen in wrestling? The most normal thing? Um... Normal. I don't know. That's not. This is like that's a very harsh question. I don't know why this is something. Um, honestly, the most normal thing I've ever seen in wrestling is just like uh, Russian leg sweep as a finish. Okay. Uh, and finally, if your career ended tomorrow, what would you like to be remembered for? Um, for always having a positive attitude. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of A Shot of Wrestling. We have Battle Club Pro coming up on September the 28th in Brooklyn, and we look forward to seeing you there. Thank you. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>